We've got a great show this week. We're sitting here with the amazing comedian, stand-up comedian, Modi. In the house, we got Zusha this week, and we got Arya Kunstler. Listen to our shows Thursdays, 6 to 9 p.m., only on Ahava, 90.3 FM. We're very, very proud to be sharing the studio this week with an amazing stand-up comedian. What an introduction. Did you hear that overture? Wow. Oh, I'm not sure if we're starting an MI, uh, MI5 James Bond, uh, Tom Cruise uh, <laughs> flying out of a helicopter, or one of those like concerts in Queens with Avram Freed. I couldn't tell which one that was. No, that definitely. Um, very, very big. So, Modi, tell me, who is Modi Rosenfeld? Oh, what a horrible question that is. Um, what, uh, uh, who's Marty Rosenfeld? A comedian, a comedian, a Jew, uh, um, a guy doing an interview here with you. Way to throw the whole thing over on me. Hey, who, who the hell is Ariel Katz? Oh wow, we just uh, did reverse psychology. Exactly. Who is Ariel Katz? Well, Ariel, you you or, told me you're a, a psych major, no? I am a psych major. I was a psych major at, uh, from Boston University. I graduated with a degree in psychology and a minor in voice. Interesting. And yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun at BU, and um, that's where I got into. Uh, I used to go. There was a yeshiva up there, uh, a Chabad yeshiva. I used to go to that while I was in school. You're Chabadnik. One hundred percent. Wow. I love love. So love, tell me, what Chabad. is your drink of choice? My drink of choice. I believe it or not, I'm the only Chabadski that doesn't love to drink. I don't, and alcohol never did it for me. Seriously? Never, never. No, I'm just talking like when you're in school, apple juice. So seriously. No, no, no. no, no we, I was never like a big fan of it, but uh, but uh, thank God there's other vices out there. <laughs> yes. Uh, we won't get into that today. No, there's no need to. <laughs> okay, so so Modi, so tell me, how did um, a person like yourself go into stand-up comedy? Oh, how'd you come up with that question? Genius. It's a genius Listen, question. Thank God you're doing interviews. Otherwise, I mean, we'd lose all your talent. I was, uh, I was working at Merrill Lynch, which you might not even know before your time. It's it a, a banking firm. A banking firm that closed. It, it became, what doesn't matter. I was working in investment banking, and I worked in an international division. And we used to have all these foreign like secretaries and people all around you know different accents and different languages and i used to imitate all of them and my friend donnie moss said you got to do this on stage this is like too good and i never even thought of stand up comedian uh, comedy i never been to a stand up comedy club until the first time i was in it you know doing a show and he said i'll organize it you just do all these things that you do whenever we go out and that's how it began this was back in 1994, yeah, like 93, 94, and I was uh, doing it while I was working at, and the owner of the club, she was back, that club was still in New York, um, which is still around, uh, and a gr- it's a great room, and I was, the, guy, the owner said, you should come back and do it more, you've got a little knack for it, and then, and then one thing led to another, I was doing it full time while at, at Merrill Lynch. So I would be the only stand-up comic that was actually performing in a suit. I would come from work right to the club, and I'd be, every other comic would look like he just fell out of the hamper, and I'm looking like, and I'm with a, 
an Armani suit. I, mean, I used to have amazing suits. Not that I, today I don't have amazing suits, but... But you had more amazing suits. So I'm like doing like an 11 o'clock, you know, open mic with uh, in, a, in, a, in a suit. And uh, anyway, and it went very, very well. And Isn't it more of a classy along. comedian? Am I? Yeah, wouldn't you say that you're a cl- like yeah, classic guy? Yeah, I'm definitely... I don't curse on stage. I don't... And I always... If I'm doing an event, I'm always in a suit. Um, it looks like you're going to show every single time you're going on the stage. It's like, yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, it's it's more comfortable for me in a suit than it is in like uh, in in more casual clothes. But uh, but yeah, that's because I guess that's where I started when I began. I was always in a suit, and so I guess that's why I'm uh, I'm more comfortable in it. So, as a comedian, what is the ideal standard for a comedian? With that, what, what, what? So as a comedian, as yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. what is the standard for all comedians? What is the perfect comedy? I don't know. What you, I don't know if there is a standard, to be, to be honest with you. The, it's, comedy, I think, now has, uh, has spread out into a, um, into a million different genres. It's almost like porn. <laughs> It's just got all these genres. You have the Jewish, I'm gonna have a heart attack now. You have, uh, you have. Well, they'll, they'll they'll be the ones to be able to understand the most. <laughs> um, Very funny. Uh, it's uh, y- y- look. I mean, there's no standard. I'm, I'm I I pride myself on know your audience. Mm-hmm. I get up on stage. I see what's out there. I know what I have to do. I just you know this past week, just so you know what my week looked like. I began... And, in, and you're busy. You're, yeah. You're, you're, Baruch Hashem. Hashem. Yeah, Baruch you're very Hashem. busy. Um, I was in... I had a show in Manhattan on a, on a Saturday night for a corporation where half the room was Orthodox Jewish. The other half were from Tennessee, Kentucky, and North Carolina. So that was that show, Saturday night. That's a very diverse crowd. Right. So you have to make sure that they all get them. I can't do Jewish material because the ones from uh, down south, not non-Jews, aren't going to get it. I got to be clean, obviously, because you don't want to offend the Orthodox Jewish people, and there's just no need to, to, to be dirty. And that, that was Saturday night. Sunday, I'm in San Diego for the Federation, which is Jews that are, between you and me, we call them out-of-town Jews. Mm-hmm. They're Jewish, but they're not going to get material that Jews from New York get. So that was that audience. I flew in, landed, went right on stage on, um, I mean, from the airport directly to the Marriott and did High Lifeline, where the audience was um, basically like a Lakewood crowd. Mm-hmm. An amazing event, by the way. High Lifeline, unbelievable. I saw it. It was, it was nah, truly amazing. I mean, they had these kids that were on stage that, like, I mean, it was just amazing. They just do amazing work. And it's, it's an honor to be a part of the fundraising aspect of this of this. Um, of this Jewish world that we have, mm-hmm. we, we're always raising money. We're always doing amazing things. You can't. When I try to explain it to other comedians, they they, they just don't they don't really get it. They work comedy clubs or a theater or maybe do a four second set on a Tonight Show. But when I explain to them, we Jewish people, we do these. We bring comedy. We bring laughter into like the saddest situations. You know, I do events like. I talk about it in my show. I, I do events where we're raising money for kids with all kinds of problems, adults with all kinds of problems. Uh, vic- just to, just to, so the week before I was uh, I was at um, the, the week before uh, this week I was in Pittsburgh in mm-hmm. the synagogue where they had the shooting. Yes, a year ago, exactly a year ago. 
So there we are, you know, a year later, and we're not going to celebrate with crying and, and, and sadness and we're done. Yes, there's the, the memory and all that. But we, we start now after the year and now with laughter. And they had a comedy event at the place where the shooting took place in, in Pittsburgh. It, it's an honor for me to be a part of those types of events. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. So tell me, we've been by many events together by the Boney Olam, uh, Chazak, and um, I have no idea who invites you to these events, but there you are. I show up at any event. In my head, all I want to do is just relax. I want to relax, <laughs> calm down, go over my set, and there you are. Hey, Mario, I got a ratio. I got a ratio. Are you available at any time this week? you got to be a Yenta in order to succeed in this world. Come and on. And this radio station is, you should all know, it's at the end of the earth. One more step and we're all in the ocean. It's literally, wh- wh- where are we? Manhattan Beach. Manhattan Beach, but it's beautiful. It's a good state. No, it's, 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 it used to be... No, uh, ar- very nice. No, that's the reason why we're not in the water. It used to be an army base. Oh, this was, this was? It used to be an army base during World War II. You can still hear the bombs going off. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's what we have over here. So, we told the students not to go into the water because that's why we have the ravine. Right, okay. I'll yeah. do the jokes you just interviewed with your amazing questions of like how did you start comedy? So tell me uh, an original, one of the original co- comedy interview questions. This is Nishtarost, okay? Okay. So tell me, you have an older ego, right? Oh, yeah. What is that? You're a Hasidish. Uh, you have a Hasidish act. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I, uh, I have um, a Hasidish. I, I don't know. I do. Uh, I, I have the Heimish. Uh, I have a Hamish gene in me, and then so I. So there's uh, a Hamish gene for Kim, and tell me, tell me about the. Um, I don't know. So I do a show once in a while with Elon Gold, and then w- he always laughs when I do my chassidish. Wait a second, imitation. wait a second. Who's Elon Gold? Is another comedian. Uh, we and then we. Do we talk about him? Nah, it's, I mean, uh, whatever. Just saying that, but we started doing, and I, we were in my apartment rehearsing some stuff for when we do a show together, and I had this, I had the. The Hoy Habiba hit and the Drekel and all that. So we, I, we started, he started interviewing me. And I, I was, we were coming up with great lines. So now on stage, when we work together, I come on as Yoeli. And he starts to interview me. And I answer him in, uh, in you know, like a chassid. Like How did you get your hands on a Becca show? It's the easiest thing. You go to G&G in Williamsburg. Seriously, they, they just let anybody have a Becca show these days? Anybody. That's, no, no, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. So did, why did you not buy the Stramel? It's not Shabbos. I'm not going to perform on ah, Shabbos. But it's $25,000 for this stuff. Again, let me do the jokes. Just come at me with your amazing questions. So tell me, you've been... Um, Keep in mind, he's looking at a piece of paper. There's two words written on it. I told you, the, those in the audience, you'd think he's prepared here with that iPad. He has a, a, a Fakakta I, notebook. I have a $3,000 Mac right here. It's, a, it's a, a, a notebook from third grade, like the spiral. And he's asking me questions off of that. Steve Jobs didn't start off with a... Whatchamacallit, the MacBook. Right. So tell me, um, you've roasted Ben Shapiro. You've done some political stuff. How, how, what, was, what, what led you to be doing that? No, it's very, very funny because I don't do political humor in my, in my... It's not worth doing political humor. Is that part of the red zone like for comedians? Nah, it's first of all, it's, it's, if I'm working on material, it's material that can last forever. When you do political stuff, especially today, where everything changes every two minutes... It, it, it's not worth it because the material's gone in a week. Now, I happen to have done a few events for Commentary ma- ma- Magazine, which is a, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like a right-wing-ish Jewish 
publication. They do. They write very pro-Israel, very pro-Republicanish. Anyway, they asked me to do one year. They asked me to do the roast for uh, Joe Lieberman, and it was so much fun. And it was such a great, like uh, you know, listen, it's a thousand people at the at the at the plaza. Um, like some of the richest Jews, and it's just an, a great event. They do it, they move it, and it moves. Well. And then they asked me the following year, could you do Ben Shapiro? I think I went a little bit extra too much on this one. They might not ask me back yeah, again. He only overdid it a little. Go, uh, you thought it was too much? Or no? Nah, I, he deserved it. He deserved the, nah, he deserved I did, the I was actually very easy on him. The other people that were in the room, I was kind of harder on them. But no, like uh, so, Some of the jokes like, were a little bit triggering. I don't know if triggering, but they were. Look, it's a roast. Yeah, so of course, it's, the roast. It's not a comedy show, and you, you know, and and Ben Shapiro's a little. I don't know. How, how is he in person? Uh, yeah. That's that, that's the problem. That's the problem. On radios, on interviews, he's this miserable little thing that's awful and says crazy stuff. And in person, he's the nicest guy in the world. Sounds like Donald Trump. It's not Donald Trump. Don't talk about Donald Trump. I'm just well, saying. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Just, I'm kidding. Kidding. I'm just saying. It's like it's so weird. Like it's this guy that like it's a, such a hateful thing on on when you see him, but when you when you, when you when you hear him doing his interviews and his whatever. And but at night, he's a really nice person in person. Yeah, I hear that a lot. A lot of crazy people on, like, uh, like Rush Limbaugh. I hear you know, he's nuts on uh, on the air, but that's what sells his viewers. Mm-hmm. The, the being crazy, but in person, he's just the sweetest little guy. Yeah, sure, whatever. No, he seems like a very intelligent, smart guy. Who Ben Shapiro? Yeah, no, come on, he's a genius. Uh, who, who are we kidding? The guy's a genius. Start playing violin when he's twelve. Of course, he's a genius. Yeah, but uh, okay. So tell me, um, your current projects. What are you doing right now? Well. N- a week from tonight, uh, a week from t- tonight, I'm, I've uh, my my annual holiday show. This is this year. It's the Hanukkah show. It is uh, the 24th of of December, which is Thursday next week, and I'm at Caroline's. It's a show I've been doing for many years, and it always sells out. And it's two shows, and it's and the audiences that get there are just like sometimes it's like all Hasidish. All Hasidish, and sometimes it's all like you know this like the 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 early show is like whoever whoever didn't get the Florida, then it's their kids the next show, and it's such a mix of like you really see in in the in the you see Sephardic Ashkenazi you see Hasidic you see Reform you see Indians, a lot of Indian people come to my show because it's it's it happens to fall out on Christmas Eve. And they have nothing else going on, so they come to my show. Just come to my show, they like it. I have gotten a brand (laughs) new audience of Indians. My name is Modi, and the president of India is Modi. So some of them land on my sites, land on my my, uh, clips, and they start following me. And all of a sudden, I'm doing a show at the Comedy Cellar or at the Village Underground, and I'm looking out, and I see a whole pack of Indians. And the other week, actually, I did a show that was called Hindu. Which was half Indian, half Jew. It's just two w- 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 women. One's uh-huh. um, one's Indian, one's Jewish, and they do this show. And I got on stage, and it was half the room was was Indian. It was amazing. It was a fun, fun show. So tell me, what is the probably your your um, home cellar is the comedy cellar, right? My home club. Is your home the, club. My home club is the comedy. So cellar. so tell me, what is have like you've done a lot of shows, a lot of stand up shows. Could you describe your weirdest uh, stand-up in a sense? Like, like from the audience, kind of like the vibe in a sense. Um, my weirdest show? It's, 
The weirdest show, like I said, you know, I do these events where literally I'm doing comedy where comedy is not meant to be done. You know, when you're doing comedy at a comedy club, the, the, the venue is built for the comedian. There's a sound, there's the light, everything is all set. It's the vibe. The, the audience is there for a comedy show. All of that battle has been, has been done. You saw me the other week, I did the Chazak. Yeah. It was mayhem. It was, no, no, you have to understand, this was a Bukharian event, Chazak, one of the most amazing organizations we have in New York. They help, I mean, I, I might even, plot, just look it up, they're amazing. They work with kids, they work with adults, so they, they, they just do amazing work. But it's a Bukharian event. They had, it was at some place, uh, was it called? Leonard's of Great Neck? S- some place, or... They had 85 people per table. They had 1,000 tables. It was one big, massive fire hazard. No, no, no. We're talking about the food, even. They had locks the f- and, 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 no, and, and kid the on the same table. thing. They had, like, levels and levels of, of trays and, and things on the table and food being served. And all of a sudden, you know, no one was listening. They had 20,000 honorees going up there. And then, like, here's Modi. Now I got to get them focused. If you don't get them right away, you don't get them. Exactly. A singer can go up and and you They listen. They don't listen. You know, he knows his song. He knows his lyrics. Comedy is timing. I need to go off of their laughter. So when does a comedian know when he first got the when he felt like has the crowd like the first couple seconds? Now you feel it. You come out. You saw. You, yeah. you were there. I mean, I got them right away. I took a shot at the rabbi, uh, politely. <laughs> But I brought him into the fold. He laughed. They see him laughing. And they got the, the bowl rolling. My opening line was, um, oh, they had um, Charlie Harari was there. Mm-hmm. He was before me. And he said, the challenges of man and challenge and challenge. And I, said, and I got up and my opening line was, there is no bigger challenge a Jew has than to try to perform in front of Bukharians that are being fed. And that got the laugh. And they all said, oh, this could be good. Let's listen. Mm-hmm. So that's... But you saw the situation. It was not meant for comedy. Mm-hmm. It's meant for seriousness. It's it's a um, fundraising organization. Yeah, yeah. Right. But let, let let's say they did an event at a comedy club. Hey, Chazak is doing a comedy night. Come see Modi and blah 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 and two other people, whatever. Then you're okay. But now we're at a dinner. They have so much in their head. A, they want to network. B, in the back of their head, there's a babysitter sitting in the house. They want to get out of there and get re- relieve her. They've got to get their car. They want to get the bag on the way out. There's so much going on, and all of a sudden, here's comedy. Now focus. It's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. So when you have a, a show that's not great, it's, it's not so much the material didn't work. It's the situation didn't work. On other facts, like regarding people on their phones today, you have a no taping policy. Listen, it's it's such a horrible. It's the wor- look when Mordechai ben David, God Elbaz, do their song. People watch it, tape it. They 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 see them again. Please sing that same song again. I've heard it only three billion times. Comedy, you do one bit. They heard it. They're done. Mm-hmm. They're done. So now, here I am working on new, new material. Some guy's taping it, puts it on his WhatsApp with a thousand billion people on it. That, that's gone. It's, they've all seen it. So now, now they think they've seen it. You know, and now here I am at a club and, uh, or a show or a theater or whatever or an event. And I'm doing this material and they go, oh, I saw, we saw that bit already. I saw, I saw, I saw that. So they get tired of it. 
So they do get tired of it. Listen, when you see it live, it's much better than you're seeing of on, course, on your yeah. phone. Of course, yeah. Right. But to them, it's not new. Right? To them, it's not new because they saw it on a clip that some guy, you know, hopped uh, with his iPhone. It's not, it's not the same. It's not it's the, same. the same. But it is literally stealing. You're stealing someone's material. You're posting it like it's your own. It's private property. It's a, it's a, at comedy clubs now, at the comedy cellar, they take the phone away. The phone has to go into a bag when you walk in. Yeah. A many comedians, Chris Rock, when you go to his shows, the, the phones are, you, they take them away. Yeah. So tell me, as being a comedian, who are your idols in the comedic world? This is my old school idols. Um, look, uh, you probably don't even know Alan King was an amazing comedian that I loved his his um, his cadence. I love the way he. I used to always watch him while I was working out new material to see the way he he the timing his timing. Obviously, Jackie Mason was yeah, like, of course Jackie. Yeah, it's amazing. The Rebbe of of Jewish comedy. Um, Today's comedians are like, I like comedians that are the complete opposite of me. I like filthy, dirty, you know, a little raunchy. It's really funny. It's strange, but those are the types of comedy I like to watch. Yeah. So how does a uh, comedian let loose before a show? What do you mean? Like, you know, like Joan Rivers, she used to snore coke. No, she didn't. No, she she did. She did. I don't think she did. Or it's like, I think some people uh, do like, they take a a shot of tequila or whatever. Oh, I don't know about that. Do you like? Do you get stage fright? No, I don't get stage fright. I get fright when the situation isn't set up to be proper. Uh huh. You understand? That's when I get the fright. So tell me, where 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 is your gray area as being a comedian? What do you mean? Like places you shouldn't go. Like when do you realize enough is enough? Like, oh, in material yeah. wise, yeah. There's a line. The closer you are to that line, the funnier you are. If you cross it, you're done. And you just, that's something you have to feel out. But has that happened to you where you've crossed that line? Uh, it doesn't happen often. Mm-hmm. That's literally my, that's why I am as successful as I am in what I do because I know where that line is. There's comics that tread way, way before the line. Uh-huh. So they're not funny. They're like, okay, it's amusing. Oh, that's a funny little joke you had. But when you're on that line, it's so good. It's so good. And they're like, oh, and he, he gets us. I know him, and only I get this joke. Other people wouldn't get this joke, you know. And then it's right there before you can go schmutz, mm-hmm. you know. So that's that's the line. It, it's. I want to get into the chillin to the situation. How does a comedian mix being Jewish, Judaism, and comedy? What do you mean? The balance. How how do you do that? Like um, as having material and then mixing it to Judaism. Like, uh, how can I explain? Um, like, like if you brought up an example regarding, uh, like, if you performed the Sheva Brachas, or if you performed at w- weddings or bar mitzvahs, how, like, uh, how do you mix, um, as, being fr- as being Jewish, how do you mix Yiddishkeit and, and comedy together? I have no idea what the question is. I mean, it's just me. I don't know. When I, when I perform at the mm-hmm. comedy cellar, they, they, when I get off, they know that we just saw a Jewish New Yorker. Mm-hmm. It's not like, just like when they see Chris Rock, we just saw a black comedian uh-huh. from New York, you know? So it's, it's, I, I, it's me. It's not I mix. It's, but originally, it's, was it was your first choice to go into um, Jewish comedy? I, I, 
No, I began doing comedy at the comedy clubs. I didn't know mm. where it was going to go. And I still do shows that aren't yeah. Jewish shows. Happened to be I can pick up a Sheva Brachas or a, or some kind of a religious organization uh, fundraiser. It's just a, because I, I've written material for that. I know the borders. I know the people. I know the audience, which is my, my tagline. Know mm. your audience. So, you know, so that's... But it's me. But speaking about the audience-wise, you have a lot of Ashkenazim, a lot of Sephardim. Like, uh, you tend to uh, pick out some Sephardim and Ashkenazim for the crowd. Do you, uh, a lot of comedians do that? Do what? Like, uh, pick certain like people from the crowd. Like, pick on them in a the sense. No, I don't really pick on individuals. I'm talking about it when, when I do the, the, that material. Uh-huh. It's, it's the, in general, the group. I tend to not so much speak to the audience or, like, work with one person. Because I have material that I want to get to, and I'm not looking to have a conversation with somebody from the stage, you know. Mm-hmm. Where, where, where are you from, sir? Really? What do you do? I, I, it's not me. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. So, um, tell me, you've performed a lot with Elon. Um, tell me about those shows. Is it uh, quite his experience? Because like, I know you guys are friends. We are friends. We, uh, <coughs> we, we're like brothers in comedy. He's literally me on the, on the West Coast. And um, we... We did a show many years ago, not many years ago, a few, few years back in, in, in Montreal. We, we did a show uh, to, together, and then we, it was a lot of fun. And when we came out to do Q&A together, we started doing material. And then we decided to let's just put it together on stage. And then we, we rehearsed our act together for the Montreal Comedy Festival, which is a big, big comedy event that happens once a year and they put us together we had four shows sold out and we didn't even have a show so we began rehearsing it in new york and we had more fun rehearsing it than the actual show but we we put together like we figured out how it should go i should go first he should go first we should go da 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 da, da. ended up we um we, we 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 honed it out and now we're kind of like doing that together which is a lot of fun that's amazing so tell me, for comedians that are just starting out right now, let's say uh, in college, high school, what, what advice do you have for them? I don't know. It's Listen, I started 25 years ago. There wasn't YouTube. There wasn't Facebook. There wasn't any of this stuff. Today, these, these comedians, I mean, and we throw this word around like it's nothing. Uh, there's comedians that are, they call themselves comedians, and they have half a billion Instagram followers. It's like the SoundCloud rappers? What? It's like the SoundCloud rappers? No. No, it's, not, it's nothing like that? I don't know. No, it's like people that want to be, uh, want to be in a sense. Okay. Can you use a muscle that I know? <laughs> Just SoundCloud rappers. Um, so they call themselves comedians. They have a billion followers. They live on a stage. They, can't, they cannot deliver a show. Mm. So I would advise them, get on stage as much as you can. Yes, your videos are amazing. You're so, so clever the way you did the boomerang. Genius, genius. But get on stage in front of a live audience and work your material out with real human feedback. So tell me, regarding like the younger crowd today, are you a TikTok person? I, I barely know what that is, but I'm not a TikTok person. Uh, but I'm fully an Instagram, and I love Instagram. Right, like, do you believe that uh, comedians should be a lot on social media? Should be what? They should be like. Uh, they should. Uh, do you believe that comedians should play a large role in social media? If they are funny and they they commit to it and that's mm-hmm. what they do, yeah. I mean, 
For, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, fine. That, so you should know that was the worst question you've had in this interview. I so know, far. I know you, it is. You, you, you can edit that one out. Or of, no? of course, of course. No, no you're not. You're not. You're not. No, I am gonna edit it out. I'm, it's I, the I worst about it. question you could have asked. I, I know, I know. Social, if you think comedians should be on social media, no, they shouldn't. I don't know. Comedians should not be on social media. That's not where they. Where would you think I was going to answer that question? I don't know. I thought it was going to be a little more uh, upscale, like regarding a more hostile kind of like answer. Like, no, I don't believe like comedians should be on social media. Okay. So, so tell me, you're you're part of um, a group of people. You're friends with you're like you're friends with singers, friends with other comedians. Um, how what is the experience like to be friends like with like? Um, I know you're very good friends with the God. Um, how does a comedian? How's the comedian friends with a singer in a sense? We're friends because we do, like I just, Morty Shapiro was just, uh, Morty Shapiro just did this event with me, you know, at the High Lifeline. He sang two songs, you know, it was, uh, we see each other from these different events, you know, and you have a respect for each other. We're both comics, we're both performers, both evening people. Uh, We... We are performing for them. It's like a, you're in a different category, kind of. You know what I'm saying? We're the entertainment. Mm-hmm. We're, the, we're, the, we're the band, whatever you want to see. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we're a part of them. We have friends in the audience. We have this, we have that. But we, you have a bond that you're, you're performers. You're, so singers, comedians, that we, we know each other from different events, from different uh, types of, uh, you know, we see each other when we travel. I'll be in an airport 6 a.m. somewhere I'll see so it's like seeing like your friend like at a class whatever like you, you know each other like you've done work together we've performed together yeah of course yeah, yeah. Uh, Modi stay funny yep. we want to thank you for coming out here today and I want to make sure everybody hears uh, don't forget to go to my uh, Modi underscore live on Instagram and uh, Caroline's Comedy Club this Thursday two shows there's some tickets left and I would love to see all of you guys anybody who hears this and comes because of that please come over and say hi and again caroline's next thursday the 24th of december do they get discount if they listen to the show yes they get the same price as everybody else modi thank you so much you want to wish everyone a beautiful shabbos and you want to thank modi for coming out here today stay funny you're amazing thank you